Welcome to the Bellevue Ministerial Assistant Leadership Podcast. My name is Jamie Otto, and this is Jason Pyron. Hello, everybody. And we are continuing our conversation on team. We're going to discuss what it means to be a team player, and we're joined today by two of our very own MAs, Berkeley and Jordan. So let's jump in. Absolutely. It's so good to have you guys with us. Yes, uh, last week we talked about, with Jeff Struker, we talked about team in general and just the importance of team. And you know, that term gets thrown around all the time, team, team, team. But it's so important when it's done well, it's so important. So what we want to talk about for a little bit here is the defining qualities of a team player. And so I want to ask all of y'all to be just put on that hat of being a team player. What is it you look for somebody you want to work alongside? What qualities do you look for in them? And let's just have this conversation. So when you think about the kind of person you want, on your team to work alongside or one day maybe to work for you or, or whatever, however you want to say that. Um, but what are some attributes of that person that come to mind? That's what I want us to talk a little bit about. I'm going to throw it to you first, Jamie, for some thoughts from you. <laughs> okay. Well, I think lots of things come to mind. I'm trying not to use a book that I think handles this very well. <laughs> yes. But I think the people at least that I have enjoyed working with the most or people I would for sure look for, I guess when I think of, we do a lot of interviewing on our team. And so I think a lot of what I look for is, I think anybody can answer a question in a polished way, in a way that kind of tells us or tells you, whoever's asking the question, the right answer or what seems like the right answer. But I think what I'm always looking for is the heart. So somebody who really above all things really loves Jesus. And I think that Duh, should probably go without saying um, when it comes to ministry things, but really that that's their chief goal is to bring him glory. Their chief goal is to to love him first and to seek first his kingdom. And I think that, again, goes without saying, but it's I think it's fair to say that's not necessarily true of everybody or maybe isn't the very first ambition that rises to the top per se. So that would definitely be, I think, number one for me. I have lots of other thoughts, but I'll yeah, get to them. Absolutely. <laughs> and just so everybody knows, the book that she is referencing, it is, it's actually a book called The Ideal Team Player <laughs> and uh, by Patrick Lencioni, which uh-huh. is a great, uh, he's a great follow for sure and, and yeah. worth reading his books. But he has his three mm-hmm. qualities are humble, hungry, and smart. Mm-hmm. So we don't have to talk around that. <laughs> but at the same time, it does go back to heart. I yeah. so agree with that. And that shouldn't be the case just in the, the church world, so to speak. But especially in the environment, the ministry environment we're in, it really does go back to the heart mm-hmm. behind what you're doing and why you're doing it. So yeah. mm-hmm. it's a great intro for sure. <laughs> what else? What are some other attributes that come to mind? Jordan, I see you're ready, man. Yeah. So <laughs> for me, I think it's really interesting that you say uh, hungry and Jamie says mm-hmm. heart. Um, it kind of I have a different word for it, but I think it kind of falls in line with that, which would be passionate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, having passion for what you do is very important, especially on a team. If you don't have passionate team members, you don't have a team. It's it's mm. basically people working together. That's all you have. Mm. Um, so I definitely think passion is something that is very, very, very important just because when you're passionate about something, you're going to put forth 110% yeah. effort into that team. And I've learned that, especially from being in recreation and working mm. with people like Katie Moser and things like that. Like, we have a lot of passion on our team. And like, I think it's very, I'm very happy to say that all of our team members are passionate about what we do. Um, and also you see with, you know, Jeff Stricker, what he was talking about, about, or in the movie clip where it was talking about the soldier that was very passionate. You could tell he's passionate because mm-hmm. he was like, hey, can I come with you? Even though right. like he knew he possibly could die. Like mm-hmm. that's true passion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's something that's very, very important. That's probably pretty high on my list for um, something for Man, a team. absolutely mm-hmm. passion. And, you know, we'll talk in a, in a future episode just about that. that. That's a hard thing to manufacture or to create is passion. It, it's It's got to be 
sometimes it seems like you either have it or you don't for what you're doing. And, you know, there's some things I wouldn't be passionate about. I would not be a great, great team player when it comes to saying we're going to get together and make the best meal we could ever make. I, I could be a good servant in that, so maybe I could be a team player. But as far as being passionate about knowing what I need to do, I'm not going to be the one that says, oh, my goodness, this is going to make it perfect. But I can still be a great team player in somebody else and helping them pursue that passion. So mm-hmm. probably not a good example, but <laughs> I thought about it, I could do better. <laughs> Berkeley, what about it for you? What's an attribute of a great team player? Yeah, um, a lot of the same. I really like, Jordan, that you mentioned passion because people also feed off of other people's passion. Like I know, mm-hmm. like when I first came to Bellevue, everyone is just ecstatic about Bellevue and is so passionate about just the ministry, not because of the church, but because of the Lord. Mm-hmm. And that is definitely contagious. And it really like enables the team to all be excited together. But I would also say, I think humility is a really big mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. I think integrity. Yeah. I have been on teams where, I think also follow through is really good. People Mm -hmm. who say that they're going to do something and they actually do it. I've worked in groups, whether that be at school or just being in groups of people where we'll talk about all these great ideas and all these great things that we want to do, but then no one actually executes that. So I think being on a team where your ideas are heard and they're actually executed and people actually say that they will do what they're going to do and they Mm -hmm. do it. I think that is really cool to have a team that actually acts on that, not Mm -hmm. just talk the talk, but also walk the walk. Yeah, 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 Mm -hmm. absolutely. Yeah. You know, so the flip side of that, then for each of you, when you think about those are some attributes of a person you'd want to work with some defining qualities of a really good team player. So the opposite of that, what are some uh, maybe qualities that turn you off about people that you could lean? We won't we won't give any personal examples of anybody you work (laughs) with. Now, we're talking in general here. Uh, But what are some some qualities that turn you off that people display when it comes to being on the team? For me, um, I hope this is a, I'm not using somebody else, I'm using myself as an example, but I would say laziness is something that I don't think should have any place on a team, Mm -hmm. and I know it's something that some people struggle with, which I was going to say my example would be myself. I do struggle with it, but I think if we make an active effort to circumvent that laziness, it's very easy for it to not have a place on a team, but Mm -hmm. I think that that's something that can eat away at a team and cause it to mm. deteriorate very quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah so. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And everybody noticed that and everybody's affected by it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. What else? One thing I think is definitely pride. And I yeah. think that that can show up in a lot of different ways. But I know one way that I struggle with is pride in thinking, okay, this whole team relies on me. So I have to be the one to do mm. all the responsibilities. I have to be the one to take on all the responsibilities on myself. And I know that we talked to Jeff last week about delegating. And so I think that the opposite of dealing with that pride is knowing how to delegate well to your team of recognizing, no, this team does not rely on me. Like if I leave, this team should not fall apart. Like they should be able Mm. to withhold themselves and to actually carry out whatever that mission is. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. That's a good, it's a good word uh, for sure. Yeah. So what about for you kind of person that uh, qualities of a person that kind of turns you off from wanting to be on that team or work with that person. Yeah, I totally agree with what both of them said. I think for me, and I'm trying to think of the right way to word this, but somebody who is A, about themselves, but that goes back to even what you were saying about just prideful or a little bit arrogant. I think what it really comes down to mm. for me is somebody who's just not willing to be honest or not willing mm. to say what they really think or what mm. they really feel who can't or won't be transparent. Yeah. I think that's really hard for me. So I guess that kind of does tie into them being about themselves, but that's hard for me to to follow, but it's also hard for 
if we talk a lot about trust being built on teams, we talk a lot about the importance of being a team player that requires all of us being a team player. That's just really hard for me to operate with of somebody who's not just willing to be honest or transparent about yeah. about anything. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I think transparency is the right word. Yeah, there's a difference in transparency and sharing everything that you think because that can come across as being about yourself or you can be humble in all of mm -hmm. that and be, be transparent because – you know, uh, we in one of our conversations with Jeff uh, Stricker, we talked about that of being willing to use other people to go. They might know something better than I know mm -hmm. about this. Mm -hmm. That's a level, I think, of what you're talking mm -hmm. about as well as not feeling they're the know-it-all or right. they've got it all together. Or, or that they, they have to be. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's hard. Yeah, that can be hard. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So let me let me turn it a little bit and um, ask you guys a question. How would you handle it, uh, or how do you handle it when someone on the team comes across? as wanting to do their own thing, regardless of what the rest of the team thinks is best. How do you, you kind of work through that from your seat? And I guess even to throw a little bit more gas on the fire, what if that person is the leader of the group? They've been designated as a leader of the group, but yet they just come across as wanting to do their own thing, which is the opposite of being a team player. How do you handle that? Me personally, as someone who is not necessarily a person that's directly in leadership, um, for me, I think the best thing for me to do it would be to lead by example. Mm -hmm. You can't always tell someone, hey, you can't do that, or I think that that's not the right thing to do. I think leading by example by showing them that, hey, this is our mission, this is what the team has put forth, and l showing them that, like, this is what we are trying to accomplish. I think a lot of times that is a good way to help them to understand that this is what we're trying to do instead of allowing them to branch off into what they're doing. Mm. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. What about you ladies? How would you, how do you handle that? Or how would you handle that? I think one thing, this is where it's really good to have a regular system where you're doing some form of evaluation on mm -hmm. your leader or on your team members, whether that's through one-on-ones of meeting up regularly with your leader of just saying, hey, here's what's working on the team. Here's what's not working. So then you can kind of go to that leader and say, hey, you tend to do this where sometimes you don't accept our ideas or you don't really listen to us or you kind of come in to the meeting with your own agenda and you don't really hear us out because sometimes they might not realize that they are doing it. And then what I would say next is if they continue to still kind of come in with that agenda of not being willing to bend, then just kind of say, hey, this is affecting our team fulfilling the mission that we have or the mm. vision that we have and showing them kind of the why behind it because I think if they can see how it's affecting the team or people outside of the team negatively, then that might encourage them to come at it with a different heart. And then mm. if they still don't, I'd say lots of prayer. Yeah. <laughs> <And> <laughs> I'm yeah. not an expert on yeah. conflict <laughs> at all. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think, honestly, my answer might be similar to the previous question, but I think a lot of it has to come down to honesty as well, that I think it's really hurtful when, even going back to what you said, Berkeley, other people that might be aware of the same issue of, hey, they're clearly not on the same page or, hey, they clearly don't want to do the same thing, but maybe never address it with that person or address it in the wrong way with that person. But there's like a clearly on the other side of the team, you know that, that everybody else is frustrated with them or thinks lowly of them. I think it's really dishonoring when that's not brought directly to the person. And that's really tough when that's not just a member of the team, that's the leader of the team. I do think in an appropriate setting, so long as your goal in being honest is to be honorable, I think mm -hmm. I hmm. think it's helpful. And th there is totally, I think there are probably more situations where that's not appropriate than appropriate. It has to be, mm -hmm. I think I think the one that you said, Berkeley, is good. Um, if they're inviting an evaluation, then yeah. Or if there has been a level of trust that has been built to yeah. to be able to say, hey, this is not helpful for me, or this is a, when you communicate this to me in this way, 
didn't come across well. I think if it's for the betterment of the team, then of course that's helpful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a lot there that all three of y'all have said. Uh, th there's so much to be said, even because you're right, a lot of that comes down to trusting that um, you can have that conversation or that you can. I know you said you don't like conflict. I think you said it this way, but if not, this is how we will say that you said it is <laughs> to honor them yeah. by being honest with them, yeah. you know, honor them. That's really, really good. But all of that, there's a there's got to be a foundation of trust there. So that person has to be ready to receive that for you to say, mm -hmm. hey, here's a quality that you display that I think hurts the team. If you just say that to yeah. them with no context or no relationship, mm -hmm. then yeah. they're not going to receive that. No, it'll mm -hmm. do more right? harm. Yeah. yeah, it'll yeah. do more harm than good. On the other hand, if that trust has been built, but then that's the, the position you find yourself in is that in order for trust to be built, you have to deal with some of those things. In mm -hmm. order to deal with those things well, trust has to be built. Yeah. So you got to be on both of those paths at the same time, mm -hmm. uh, for sure. But yeah, that's a, it's, a, it's a great word. And mm -hmm. if you truly are doing it for that reason of honoring them and, and even more so honoring the mission or the, the calling that the Lord's placed on your life, then you have that confidence to have those conversations, to mm -hmm. say, hey, what you're doing here is hurting the team. Or I know that you're in charge, but people aren't following you or people don't want to follow you because they think you're making the wrong decision. If you can, you wouldn't say it exactly that way, but in any way like that, if you can do that and your heart really is for what you're all trying to accomplish and not for what you're trying to raise yourself up in of you wanting to be the leader or you want to get the credit, if it's truly for the mission God's given us, we want to do that well, then there is a point of that that you have to let that land for them and go, it's not my responsibility for how you receive all of this. I'm going to tell you that the way you're leading is hurting our team or it's gotten us off mission. It's not my responsibility to whether you get your feelings hurt over that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I remember in, I took a class in college that was basically like the psychology of relationships. And I think it was one of the most helpful classes ever. Um, mm. <laughs> but one of the, I think, greatest takeaways from that was the difference between being responsible to someone and responsible for mm. someone. So we are responsible to somebody, meaning, mm. and I think this has so much to do with the conversation we're having, um, responsible to encourage them towards the mission. Like you said, Jordan, encourage them towards uh, the Lord, encourage them towards what you're about as a team, even encourage them towards or away from errors that they've made um, or anything like that. And if the goal is honor, then yeah, we, we are responsible to outdo one another in showing honor. But I think it gets really messy when we start to view that as responsible for. I think that's when conflict becomes really hard or how could I ever have this conversation with somebody is because I, I feel like I'm responsible for how they feel or I'm responsible for how they respond. I'm responsible for how this affects the choices that they make yeah. moving forward. When there's a, I think that's a really helpful difference in being responsible to versus responsible mm -hmm. for. That's a good word. Very good word. I want to ask one more question if we can. How do we, just talking about being a team player, but at the same time, pursuing the calling the Lord's given us. And we've talked on past podcasts about leadership, and we're all called to a, a certain amount and, and level of leadership. So with all that in mind, how do we humble ourselves as a team player, but still show that we can lead well and make decisions when called upon and when we sense the Lord telling us, hey, this is the way it needs to be done. So how do we humble ourselves but lead well, right? If we say that humility is a big part of team player, humility a lot of times looks like, being quiet, deferring to others. And that's not a great definition of humility all the time. But how do we humble ourselves but still put ourselves out there to lead while still being a team player? I 
have a thought. <laughs> All right, good. I thought <laughs> I'd start, had a really start good to hold thinking face. <laughs> I know, that's right. <laughs> so how do we, basically, how do we humble ourselves, mm-hmm. um, but also show that we can lead well? I think the, so again, forgive me, it's all these like, all these things from books keep coming to mind. Yeah. But in The Pursuit of God, I think my favorite chapter by A.W. Tozer, he talks about, he defines meekness. So meekness, as we see defined in scripture and exemplified in the life of Christ, is basically the fact that Jesus was unconfused about who he was, meaning that he basically, what, when we become meek, when we're meek, or if you want to say humble, I think I think those words are kind of interchangeable. But I think it differs in the sense that meekness is really being able like freely to stop pretending that you're somebody that you're not Um, meaning that if I if I really am even goes back to if I'm able to be honest or able to choose to honor other people for the betterment of the team I think a lot of that really does come down to okay at the end of the day this is not this does not change anything about who I am in the Lord this doesn't change anything about who they are in the Lord and that's a I don't know that might seem like an overly simple answer but I think a lot of that comes down to being unconfused about like who you are and who you're not Hmm. um so so not a if if you're leading humbly I think it comes down to your motives are clear it's not there's nothing more to be added to it there's nothing that's show there's nothing that's extra I don't yeah I don't know that I defined that very well but that's what comes to mind yeah I guess is that just specific definition of meekness I think that is what very much makes a good leader is somebody mm-hmm. who's who's unconfused about who they are. They're they're not in <laughs> it for themselves. They're mm-hmm. not in it for the show. They're not in it to make a name for themselves. It really is about the mission. It really is ultimately about yeah. Christ. Yeah, yep. absolutely. I think for me, I think I had to ponder on it for a second, but I think one <laughs> thing that I thought about was definitely like Jesus washing, or I'm thinking about mm-hmm. Jesus washing the disciples' feet, but I think of that as being like having a servant's heart. Mm-hmm. I think when we put ourselves in a posture of having a servant's heart, that changes our whole perspective on like mm-hmm. what it means to be a part of a team and also what it means to be a leader. Because if we have that attitude of I'm going to serve others first, put others before myself, it kind of, it doesn't let pride and things like that come into our life. It's, it makes it a lot harder for pride to sink in mm-hmm. than in, if we had a different mindset, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what I, for myself, like I'm not very, I'm a very, um, I'm a kind of person that doesn't like conflict. I'm a very meek person. Some people have been telling me that. Um, and so for me, that's how I think of it. I just think of, of having a servant's attitude at all times when um, appropriate. And so that's, that's what I think of when I think of leading a team and having humility, but also leading well. Yeah. Yeah. So I think even what you're saying, Jordan, if you have the right perspective in doing so, what does it really mean to serve? That's a, that's sacrificial. It's really costly. There's nothing glamorous about that, which I think is often, even in a previous episode, it was mentioned with what Jeff Stricker said that often the kind of the glamour or the draw of what it means to be a leader is, is that's, it's not all it's cracked up to be in that way. But I think, I think a lot of that does even come down to not just a right understanding of leadership, but even a right understanding of service too. Mm. Cause then it's a, yeah. So yeah, yeah <laughs> absolutely. Berkeley. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, yes, all agreeing with all of the above. I think it has to do with how you serve your team. It has to do with how I think you try to build that trust with your team. I know we've talked about just like growing that trust and working on that. And I think that when you have reached a place where your team trusts you, then trusting that they will trust you when you have to make the final call, when you can't leave it up to your team to make that call, but you have to be the leader to say, yes, this is how we're going to do this, or no, this is not how we're going to do this. And I know that's something for me that when I've been put in leadership positions, I hate because I hate to be the one to say, 
we're not going to do it that way. It's just not going to work. Or we are going to do it that way and make the final call because I would honestly much rather anyone else do that. But there are times where we have to be the ones to say that. I think my fear in that is hurting the other person's feelings or hurting the relationship, but trusting that, okay, our team has reached a place where we have enough trust that I can make this call without them getting their feelings hurt, or mm-hmm. I can make this call because mm-hmm. it's for the betterment of our team. So I think in how we build trust and how we serve our team and love our team, then our members will know, okay, I can trust my leader when they need to make those decisions. Yeah, well mm-hmm. done. Hey, this has been a great conversation about uh, the defining qualities of a team player. Thank you, Jordan and Berkeley for being with us and great insight as always Masato. so thanks for joining us for uh, this good conversation on being a team player and our encouragement is this we want you to pursue the lord and all that he has for you and we want you to seek to be a team player that honors the lord i still go back i love that honor them with honesty uh, but honors the lord honors your team and honors the mission that god has given you thanks again for joining us and we look forward to being back with you soon